I'm V. And I'm Kay. And we got something to say. Season two. Everybody, we're back for episode five of Something to Say with B and K. How we doing? How's it going? Happy Friday when we record this, um, but also happy Sunday when y'all are listening to this. You know, a happy weekend. You know, why not just the whole the whole gang? You know Cheers what I'm saying? To the freaking weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a great song. Uh, remember when Rihanna put out music? Anyway, let me not even speak on that because yeah. she said many a times not to even ask her or breathe for any kind of beat, any kind of some. No. So she, we're not getting anything from her. Like, no, at we're all. not. No. We're going to get like another Fenty product. You see yes. that she just dropped this like body sauce. It's like the same thing as a body lava, essentially. <laughs> but like, you know what? Go ahead, businesswoman. Go ahead. Go let me ahead. not say nothing. Do it. She said, I'm actually going to make couture fashion. Um, right. So no bops for us. But you know what? I also miss Coeith. I mm. miss the like the feeling of like cheers to the freaking weekend. Oh, yeah. It's what a, like, a delicious. Same. It really, yeah. you know, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Like weekends are like, oh, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same. It's not the same. It doesn't have the same joy. You know, you, you can't recreate the just the pure energy of leaving the office at like a cute 4 30 he said let me whoo, dash home because you got something fun happening you know what i'm saying you're maybe you're perhaps you're going on a date Ooh. okay perhaps you're going out with your girlfriends uh-huh perhaps Ooh. you're hitting up a new spot okay Ooh. oh man no it was different <laughs> just like packing your different. things you know what i mean like it's a cute 415 oh. you're like let me go ahead and yeah. just pack a single let me get my bag real quick let oh. me go to the the office so kitchen good. drop off my things you know do so your good. rounds you know what i'm <laughs> texting the group chat like ah, i'm getting off ah. work <laughs> so go. good oh gosh you know my my office recently implemented a no meetings friday which Ooh. don't get me wrong i'm i'm still very pleased about it because like meetings are annoying in general especially on a friday sure. but it's like you know this really would have hit if the world were normal like it would have been so much better because then you could have been like oh like no meetings on friday it's a quiet day like i'll just i'll stay at home then it's like oh i have the whole day to get ready for my evening shenanigans Mm -hmm. wow getting ready for also on fridays especially like so in dc you know summer starts to hit like in march or whatever and you start to get excited about like your patios and your rooftops and you're this This and the other you know and i remember like leaving work on a friday evening and the night before, like thinking about like, can I make this outfit work to go from work <laughs> to the after work event? Classic. Very important. Classic. You know, how do we, how do Classic. we do both things here? I'm not trying to go home and catch the Metro again. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. We lived all the way uptown working yeah. downtown. Like I'm not about to do that commute. No, yeah. no, no, baby. You got to throw a chunky heel in the, the tote. In the tote. You gotta- <laughs> Drop the blazer, if you will. <laughs> just oh man this the Gosh. thrills that we missed well here the we are thrills. starting an episode pure nostalgia <laughs> pure nostalgia gosh i was about to even take it further i remember when i was like dating like that and i would oh. like bring my date <laughs> uh, bring like my date outfit like you know my little like work situation then i'd like get ready for the date like you know towards a little bit of the end of work oh the cheap thrills you know what i mean truly i mean it was just it was just different but 
<sighs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, your daily dose, or I guess your bi-weekly dose of um, nostalgia. Thank yeah. you, and good night. Which, by the way, I don't know if we officially announced it in promo, but, like, I think we can talk about this now, of our For sure. switch to bi-weekly. Um, yeah, Koei, you know, what do you got to say about that? <laughs> yeah, so you know, guys, obviously it's no secret. We have not been the most consistent with posting our episodes, you know, and thank you for bearing with us. You know, obviously Viet and I are in completely different sides of the world. We have different schedules. And, you know, we want to make sure that our content is always tip top. And we want to make sure that it's impactful and intentional. And to do that, we need, we need a little bit of time. You know what I'm saying? We actually, we need some time to, you know, get some cool guests, which we might have a cool guest today. I don't know about that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we need some time to just be able to, like, make sure that we're, like, actually, we actually have something to say. Because sometimes, you know, I'll be honest, Via, I don't have that much to say. Nah, okay? Nah. Last <laughs> week I did it. I, I really, Nothing. I, I texted you and I was like, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I got I that know, much I don't know what's say. going on. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know what happened. I don't know how right, I feel. Right. <laughs> right. So that being said, we're coming at you live bi-weekly, just like your paycheck. Okay. Ooh, ooh, um, we're coming money, at money, you. Money, money. <laughs> it will pro- most, yeah, it'll probably be Sunday still. Right. And if yeah. that changes, <laughs> we'll like do a big hoopla about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, we're off the cuff here, but uh, yeah, bi-weekly is the new move. We appreciate y'all mm-hmm. for sticking with us. So catch us. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. And speaking of uh, prepping for every two weeks and throwing in surprises, um, we have a guest today that we're really excited about. Um, so our excited. guest So hyped. Our guest is joining us actually in Nairobi with Koei, so that's really fun too. Um, and we have uh, featured this guest's um, kind of project, her passion, her her interest that she's been working on um, in past promos, and we're really excited to have her here to chat a little bit more. So without further ado, um, <laughs> ado. ado uh, I would <laughs> like to, <laughs> I feel like I'm really sitting here just like pointing to my right as if like Chelsea is beside me. Um, <laughs> right. Chelsea is not beside me. Chelsea is, however, online. So say hello, Chelsea. What's up? Hi guys, it's me, Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm good. I'm having fun. And you know what? That intro was everything. Wow. Thank you so much, Chelsea. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about what you do since you're a jack of all trades? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I actually recently graduated my master's. I was doing human rights. Yeah. Give a win for human rights. Love to hear it. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I'm, uh, basically running my, uh, YouTube channel and Instagram. It's called Coils and Co. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, summed up Coils and Co is a 4C natural hair blog. And we basically just talk about, um, how to care for your natural hair. And you follow me and my journey of how I'm like the different styles I'm trying out and all the different products that I try out too. And it's just like a fun for all, fun for all the family if you want to learn about some natural hair care. That's awesome. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Um, So the way that we know Chelsea is uh, I met you while we were abroad at Sciences Po uh, in Mm, France, TBT. Uh, (laughs) 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 You know, I had to. Um, And... 
so coincidental. So like I, I went from um, my undergrad, I was an American with Koei. Um, and so I went like solo from my school. So I didn't know anybody from like my college and then like met a bunch of exchange students while I was there. And we were all part of this cohort and I was there for a semester. You were there for a whole year. Um, but we yeah. were on the same floor in our residence. That was just, oh my gosh. it was awful. Gerard Philippe. <laughs> I remember the name. I remember the floor. Mm-hmm. Girl, mm-hmm. And you know what? It was almost like serendipitous the way we met. Yeah. Because I remember, I don't remember the exact time, but like we were standing outside our class, like our super big lecture mm-hmm. on why France matters. Which is propaganda. And I want you guys to know which, that we endured oh French <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> They brainwashed us. It really was. Anyways. They basically sat us in that class for that entire semester and gave us different reasons why France is the best country in the world. And I do not exaggerate when I say that. No, like no exaggeration. Every, there was specific chapters about history, about the contributions of why France, the class was Mm. called why France matters. Like it was (laughs) disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) They go live. (laughs) You know, the French really feel a type of way about their culture and they really feel like it's dying. So they're just like, no, it's just us. Remember our ways. No. That's the best I can do. I'm like, we haven't forgotten. Like, trust me. Like, we know what y'all did. We're here. And that culture of like, like, I just... I want to go to Paris. Like, it's still there. Anyways, Chelsea, please continue. We could go on and on about We really could talk about it. There's so much to say about France, and it's such a beautiful country Mm -hmm. in so many ways. True. Um, But so, yeah, we met outside of this lecture, and I just remember, I was talking to somebody behind me, and I was like, yeah, I'm from Kenya. They'd asked me where I was from, and then Viet turned around, and she's like, I'm from Kenya, too. Viet nosy as hell, like, hey, hi. <laughs> but it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed because I was like, oh my gosh, yes, like, let's kiki, like, what are you doing here? All of this stuff. And then we find out that we live on the same floor, like three, four doors down from each other in the same, like, um, accommodation block. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And from that, it was fate. our accommodation block, like, it was the cheapest option, but I'm not joking when I say that if you sat on the toilet, you could touch both the end of the shower and also the sink. Like, it was <laughs> insanely small. Um, even the bedroom, like the bed, half of it was under the desk. It depends on your arrangement. Um, it was it was a time. It was a time that we bonded and um, you eventually mm. escaped from that place. And then I then <laughs> proceeded to spend all my time at the apartment that you later on got. <laughs> as soon as I saw the room I arrived because I like Viet said she was there for a semester I was there for a year so as soon as I arrived in this place I was like there's nowhere I'm spending an entire year in this room and so I just immediately oh, started yeah. looking for people who wanted to move out and found some flatmates found a sick flat and proceeded to throw a lot of parties that Viet attended mm-hmm. um afterwards mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh how fabulous Precisely, precisely. But before that, so Chels, where were you in school? Like, give us a whole rundown because we're like very similar as in, you know, lived in different places and our families have moved mm-hmm. around and we have more or less like upped and picked up our lives pretty much every two to four to five to six years. Um, so give us a little mm-hmm. bit of backdrop on you. All right. So I was born in the UK originally, although I'm not British. I'm a proud Kenyan. 
Um, and we moved around every three-ish years because of my dad's job. He worked in IT. Um, and so I, right after the UK, after about a year, I moved to Kenya for about three years. After this, I moved to South Africa for three, back to Kenya for three. And then we went to Singapore for a good four and a half. Um, and then we moved to India for three and this is my parents and my two brothers. And, um, after about two years, everyone else left me there <laughs> because my older brother <laughs> nice. graduated high school. They were like, peace. And, um, my parents and my little brother moved back to Kenya to start, um, a social enterprise here that works with farmers. So some good work being done there. Mm. Um, Girl, I didn't even know all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that's wild Bali, huh? um, yeah so then I finished my uh, last year of high school in a boarding school in India and then I moved to Edinburgh for university and I was there for two years before I moved to France out on my year abroad and met Viet wild wow she's international baby oh she TCK <laughs> Okay. She's touched every continent. Oh, me? Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and then I knew for sure that like Chelsea and Koei would connect. Like it was just, you know what I mean? The vibes were there. Um, so then y'all connected and then now you guys are both in Kenya. And I saw y'all looking real cute. You know, you hit up a couple Ooh. places already. I saw the pictures. <laughs> Chelsea, we had fun, girl, didn't we? We did. <laughs> we, really did. <laughs> we had way too much fun. It was too funny. So I took, uh, uh, Chelsea and I went out to um, K1 here in Nairobi. You guys know, I'm sure. Um, but it's like an outdoor venue, you know, because we're, you know, COVID conscious, of course. And they have like an open mic mm. night and um, had a great time. Of course, it was some drama because you can't go out in Nairobi without there being drama. We had to go rescue somebody who will rename nameless and oh, did all no. that lot of <laughs> <laughs> story for another episode <laughs> and i remember we were like in this van and like things were chaotic you know people on the phone like ah ah, ah you know just like the loudness of going out i'm sure Viet, you don't remember i don't but- <laughs> i don't recall i have not she can't relate i remember i was so mortified i was like oh my gosh here's chelsea i've like thrown her into all this drama and she just got here this is our first time hanging out oh my god and chelsea looks at me and she's like i'm having the best time <laughs> i was like yes too happy it was so much fun i really was it was just fun no i was quite lit Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. quite lit quite yeah i want you to know chelsea nicely passed out on my boyfriend's couch (laughs) ate a lot of his bread (laughs) and i loved it (laughs) i am just living vicariously through that energy y'all like let me just (laughs) please i'm coming i'm coming to kenya i'm coming yeah please come yeah you're invited. Come. Well, you know, we had a little ditty thing that we were going to do. So I, I like to call these icebreakers. <laughs> but I don't even, I'm like, smooth transition. Yeah, is a theater kid. Yeah. <laughs> she went to summer camps, <laughs> plural. So she's like, let's become better as friends and get to know each other. Let's break these barriers. <laughs> break them. 
Um, but I completely forgot what mine was. What were you trying? You said something before that was hilarious, like something that you had learned recently, Chloe, right? Yeah. So we were going to do, you know, we haven't done this segment in a while. Our like, we were today years old when we typically share with you guys new things that we've learned recently. So mine's pretty embarrassing. I'll go first. <laughs> um, so um, I was hanging out with the man's the other day and we're, um, I don't know why M&M's, I don't know why Eight Mile came up, but it did as it often does. Okay. As it M&M's does. One. <laughs> as it does. It does, you know? And so we're talking about, oh my God, I forget the name of the song. That's so embarrassing. Um, is it, <laughs> is it not Eight Mile? Oh, it's, it's, it's oh my God. Literally lose yourself. Lose yourself. <laughs> People don't roast me, please. I'm so sorry. I know music. I promise. Okay. So. Lose yourself, right? You know the part where he says throwing up mom spaghetti? So, hmm, I always thought that it was throwing up arm spaghetti, like your arm spaghetti, like your arms are like loosey-goosey because he nervous. And so I was like, I'm like, you know, I'm wrapping a little part, you know, with Manson. I'm like, I'm going hard. I'm showing off. Okay. And he was like, what'd you say? And I was like, arm spaghetti. He's like, what? What? <laughs> and so he proceeded to really, um, you know, embarrass me and school me that it's actually, it's mom spaghetti. But if you think about it, it works both ways. You could be throwing up as in vomiting mom spaghetti, mm-hmm. or you could be throwing up arms, mm-hmm. throw up your arms in the air, mm-hmm. spaghetti. Okay. So it works both ways. So if it anything, does. I'm a visionary. That's all. It does. I would actually say that's a double, a double entendre, if you will. Double um, entendre. Oh, if you will. If you have to. Drop <laughs> that you will. real quick. Yeah. <laughs> if you must. Someone's going to be like, that's not what a double entendre is. You know what? <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. But you're like in the family of what it is. Sure. It's just like, it's, yeah. My head. I did work I didn't even know like that's how intelligent and ingenious that I am I didn't even know I was yes. like doing the same thing you know what I'm saying yeah. a genius uh, truly so a genius I would say like thing. throwing arms spaghetti you know it could be like you know trying to catch these hands you know what I'm saying like arms hands like you about to fight you about to square up spaghetti. precisely that's where I precisely took it. Mm-hmm. precisely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's very that's very good to know what about you, Via? What's what have you learned recently that you were maybe perhaps embarrassed, perhaps bamboozled, perhaps mm-hmm. hoodwinked that you didn't know prior to today? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I got a credit TikTok for this one. Uh, I got a credit shy for sending this as well. So you know, like the weather, the weather man, the weather person. <laughs> so you know, like the weather, <laughs> the weather lady. Yes, the weather right. lady, weather person. Okay. Um, yeah, we're inclusive here. Weather person. Okay. Yeah, we are. Uh, the, I don't, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. Okay. So, you know, they're like 70% rain or like 60% humidity. Right. So I was right. just like, oh, that's a 60% chance. Right. But actually what I learned through this source was that, um, it actually means that in the area that you put in, so like, let's say it was your zip code or something or the city, it means that in that area, there is a 70% of it doing that weather thing that it told you that it was. And that just conceptually <laughs> changed the game for me. Wild. Of course. Wild, wild, wild. I looked up and I was like, so that's what that means. Literally. So I've been like, first of all, using it wrong and then planning outfits wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? Like, seriously? Yeah. 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 But just someone wrong. should tell you that because I feel like no one knows that. Mm-hmm. Right. No one knows it. It needs to be like, there needs to be some sort of PSA because for sure the majority of people are using that wrong. Yeah. Including myself. (laughs) (laughs) But we we grow. Um, We learn and we grow. Chels, what are you learning? What have you learned recently? I was today years old 
when I learned, and you know what, I'm going to credit TikTok for this too, because TikTok is just like giving me like a third degree at this point. (laughs) Um, I'm doing my PhD in Mm. TikTok. Mm. I just like to let y'all know. Mm. Wow. Um, Okay. Yeah. You know, Uh, but basically for all the MacBook, Mac, Apple lovers who have like laptops and uh, desktops at home, if you have the function key, the FN key, at the bottom left of your keyboard, Ooh, I you recently precise? found out. Look, I tried. Um, <laughs> yeah. I recently found out that if you hold that down while you're on a Word document or on Pages, whatever you use, it's a dictation uh, device. So it'll you'll speak and it'll write down what you're saying on the on the page. And so I was like, oh my gosh, if only I had this when I was writing my dissertation. Either one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been spared a lot of sleepless nights, but here we are. We move. Um, that sounds really clutch for you, Kobe, in particular, a lover of voice notes. Literally, this is a game changer. I don't know if my old ass MacBook can with do that particular situation, that little technology, <laughs> but I will be looking it up because I love to like speak and then it type. It's amazing. Spectacular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's a, uh... Big hack. Okay. Yeah. Noted. So you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Look, guys, TikTok. If you don't have it already, get it. Yeah, Yeah, this is true. Um, So we really, I mean, besides just like hashing it out, which else, which is so much fun. um, You know, as she mentioned before, she has this blog that she's been working on and chronicling her hair journey um, as 4C hair. And uh, that's something that between us three, like we've had a lot of conversations about in terms of our um, journey into working with our natural hair, understanding our natural hair, um, and what is sort of enveloped around that, which I think if you do have 4C hair, any type of like ethnic hair, you understand that hair means so much and it is closely associated with identity and like your experience being black or African or whatever your ethnicity is. Um, and it's very loaded. And I think sometimes like it can be kind of glossed over, but like a lot of it does touch to some of the deeper aspects of who we are and we're trying to figure out. Um, and so we wanted to have that conversation today and talk about hair. Let's talk about hair. What's going on with our hair? What are we doing? I'll start. Um, so basically, um, Coils and Co. came out kind of as like a passion project back in 2018. Um, I started it with a friend of mine, Abena, um, and we actually started as a website for around two years, and we'd alternate in writing articles on our natural hair journey. And we came up with it because it was actually that same year in France. Um, we were both doing a internship in the South in a hotel there, kind of like an immersive French learning experience. And she had just recently done a big chop. And so she was getting into the whole natural hair world and she was um, learning all of this new stuff about her hair. And we were talking about that because I'd been natural for quite a while since I was maybe around a teenager um, but I had only really started doing natural hair care in my first year of university. So by then, kind of the end of my third year, I'd had a couple of years behind it. And so we were both coming from different perspectives of our natural hair journey. We thought that that could be like an interesting angle to talk about. 
um, as a blog as we talk about like continuing our natural hair journey. Mm-hmm. Um, Abena recently left uh, Quails and Co. Uh, around this time last year. Um, and she started a travel blog. And so she's doing very well at this. Um, and I wanted to continue doing the Quails and Co. Um, as a form of YouTube and Instagram because I wanted to show people how I'm doing my hair. And I had a lot of people over the years tell us that they would love to see videos of us doing our hair. So I kind of continued that. Um, and I've picked up more, more, uh, in the past few weeks. And so now I'm regularly uploading and I'm super excited about the content that we have coming out. But essentially the reason why I've stuck to it for this long is just because I just genuinely do have a passion for, um, learning about the hair as it grows from my scalp and, um, uncovering the lost knowledge, um, that we've had to do with like caring for our natural hair, you know, with colonialism and assimilation, a lot of black girls, black women have been permanently straightening their hair for as long as they can remember. And so this whole natural hair movement, you know, it's, it's, it's rising now um, and has been in recent years. Like, and so I'm just excited to be a part of that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't, I think I've, I've been straightening or been relaxing my hair, uh, pretty much all of my childhood, like ever since I was old enough to, you know, like I want to say probably a cute, like five or six, you start using just for me kids or whatever. Um, <laughs> Classic. And, and just continue to do so. And so only really knew how my hair looked like when it was chemically straightened. Uh, and then about halfway through college, I was like, nah, okay. <laughs> like, you know, like I need to figure out, like, like you said, Chelsea, like how my hair grows from my scalp and um, what that mm-hmm. means, what that looks like. Uh, and it is truly a journey um, as I'm sure like, you know, coming from your experience too, like I'm sure it was really similar, right? Oh my gosh, absolutely. It's actually, it's funny. So I've been thinking a lot about this lately um, because I'm writing a piece, a shameless plug, uh, for LUK about um, like black beauty. Um, And so in that, I've been thinking a lot about my own beauty. And of course, that's so much of that is hair. I think, again, as you were saying, Chelsea and Viet as well, black women in our identity with our hair is so they're all so like jumbled together. I remember mm. my, my beauty was always validated by my family members because I had quote unquote good hair because my hair was like softer than everybody else. You know what I mean? So like from a very young age, I recognized that like hair was currency when it came to beauty. So totally. like you via, mm-hmm. I started, you know, straightening the hell out of my hair. Thanks. A lot of things that I saw in the media hella early probably way too early and I had beautiful long black like curly hair and of course like I'll never have the same curls again because I you know straightened my hair chemically for like gosh like like 10 years 15 years 16 17 like somewhere in that neighborhood because I only became natural in 2017 I was 22 so about four years so yeah I mean I was still doing it well into college and you know, honestly, I, yeah, I've been natural for four years and there's still a big part of me that feels like I don't know how to totally take care of my hair, but it's a lot of trial and error. A lot of like, oh, like, uh, like, let me just spray this or like, let me put this product mm-hmm. in or let me do this, leave it and like, see if it works. And, you know, it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> I love that there's, you know, like Quills and Co and so many others, um, platforms are dedicated to not just like black hair, but 4C hair specifically. But I gotta say, I feel really intimidated. Like 
oh man, like Chelsea, you're Viet knows so much more than I do. Like, and it, there's some shame almost that comes with it a lot that I feel like mm. we don't talk about a whole ton, you know? Cause I, I, I feel um, almost idiotic if I don't know how to like make my curls as moisturized. Lord, moisture is a whole thing. I can't even, oh, let me just. <laughs> that's a subtopic. That's a subtopic. Cause I really, my hair will never be moisturized. It will, she will always be brittle. She'll always be dry. I was like, girl, why? You know, I think no. it's, I think it's funny that you brought up that like you, you think that I, we know what we're doing because I actually feel the opposite. And for so long, so like I decided to go natural halfway through college. So similarly, I think mm-hmm. I was like 20, you know, um, mm-hmm. just about three years ago or so. And, um, I, didn't do a massive chop. Um, I did cut off most of my straight hair. And so I was not ready to debut that like just full. I was not, not have the confidence for it. Didn't know what to mm-hmm. do with it. Felt super overwhelmed because I had been straightening my hair ever since. Um, and so I was like, we're going to let these braids rock. <laughs> and so that's yeah. what we did. We're just we going to do this. It. Exactly. Viet is like Brandy <laughs> reincarnated. You are the box braid queen. I, I actually miss my braids so much. I haven't braided my hair since maybe October. Um, and Ooh. this is a long stretch. Like this is almost, wow. That's a lot. That's long for you. Too. That's long for me, but it's because like I was, I wasn't ready to, to figure out how right. to use it. And so I wore braids like on and off pretty much <clears> for two <throat> years. And then eventually mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing here. So what's going on. And very similarly, like I was so overwhelmed with all of the, this and the, that, and the stretch this and moisturize this and your, your leave in this. And it was all so confusing because at that point, all I had really been familiar with, cause we're African, right? So like, we know like the pink lotion, we know the, yeah. the, like the hemp um, scalp, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like that's the products that we had. And now all of a sudden there's like. Smelling like all the sulfur. Uh, everything. We're ta- it's just, it's earthy. It's just, it's right there. Um, and now you have like eight different types of things times 20 with every single line and every yeah. single this, that, and the other. So mm-hmm. I actually feel like I don't know what I'm doing. So LOL that you think that I do. And I don't know. So thank you. That, that's my statement. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things like perception is reality where it's like, oh my my God, like, you know what I mean? Just like, it, it feels like everyone's a part of this club that you know nothing about. You know, I, so I, opposite to you, Via, I did like the biggest chop. I cut it all off, but not because I wanted to or by any like, oh, like I want to, not any like kumbaya, I'm like ready for this type of shit. <laughs> I like, it wasn't that. Um, I had to cut all of my hair off because I had been in the hospital for quite a long time, um, like about like a few months to a year prior to this big chop. And my hair just was like dead. Like it was just it was not growing. It was uneven. It was just it was really, really bad. So I kind of was like, all right, it's either I look gross and subpar with this hair that's like doesn't want to be here or I just start from the beginning. So I was like, okay, she got to go. I will never forget when I cut my hair. They like um, this salon that I went to, they washed my hair and they just they got the the clippers and they just they put it on the highest number I think it's like three or four or something and they just were shaving it off and I was crying like a baby just like what am I doing oh my god I'm never gonna be sexy again oh my god oh my god oh my god it was so bad it was so bad Mm -hmm. I was traumatized emotional experience like it is I remember when my mom did my big chop I was like young though like we had been straightening my hair from a very young age. And so I had Mm -hmm. my big chop maybe around 11. So, um, and I was just moving at the time as well. And I was like, Oh my gosh, everyone's going to think I'm ugly. I can't even have it braided. It it was like legitimately like boy short. (laughs) I called it at the time. Yep. Yep. Um, 
but it was in the best interest of my hair. Like my hair was just damaged. Like it was gone. And I didn't build the confidence and feel the beauty in my own hair back then. But just out of doing my natural hair, having it out, feeling more comfortable. And this is the thing. It's trial and error. Let nobody lie to you that every twist out is going to turn out the same. Every product is going to bang on your hair the way it does on others. Like you're going to do one style and the girl in the video's hair does not look the way your hair looks like. So you're like, well, what do I do now? Because I did the steps and I used the things. And it's just like, you really just do have to figure out what works with you. And that's why, you know, looking at it as a natural hair journey can be like, just like the most comforting way to look at it. Because you know that there's no end point. You'll never like get to a certain like length or to a certain or use like certain products that just will always have your hair looking this well I mean like you can do that if you were to stick to the same stuff every time you just get your like golden few but ultimately your (laughs) hair grows like your curl texture changes like environment changes the water changes you know all of these things impact how your hair looks and so be kind to yourself and your hair Absolutely. Um, 100%. Something else that I was thinking and like needed to unpack for myself too um, is also just embracing different curl patterns. Like I think that, I mean, we know mm. 4C, we know that's like, we know what's going on with that. But um, I have had conversations with people who are like not black women, for example, or not black for that matter, or have like mixed hair types because of their own mixed racial and ethnic profile. Um, and I think like sometimes there's a lump of like just curly and there is like actually a distinction between like curly versus kinky curly or like whatever you want to differentiate those two. And that's something that I had to also kind of unpack and embrace because I like right now, like I said, I've, I've had my hair out of braids for a really long time because I'm, I finally am like, you know what? I know what I'm doing. I feel confident about this. Like I'm working with updos and this, that, and the other, Um, like right now I have it half up, half down. And like, the truth is like the curls in the back of my head are not the curls in the front of the head. Like that's just not what's going on because Mm -hmm. the front of my hair was relaxed so much more than the back of my hair. And so there's still, it's like growing pains. Like the front of my hair doesn't know what it wants to be. And I'm trying to be patient with her. The back of my hair, like she was chilling for a long time anyways. So being able to like understand that and not feel like, well, what I want to look like, I need my hair to be you know, those perfectly defined, like big woof curls. Like that's not, that's not what's happening for me. It's not happening for me. It's cool. Instead, like I need to focus on, like you said, like, how do I work on moisture? How do I work on my hair feeling good? How do I work on like my hair wanting to be different things, different days? Cause that's very real. Like my hair does not want to cooperate sometimes. Right. Um, Mm, but like even within the curl community, like being able to address, like the biases and the judgments that you're bringing into it, like not just against having straight hair, which is like the norm. And we can thank colonialism for that. Like also within the curly community, like being able to just like know that I, I, this is, this is me. This is what I'm rocking. This is what I'm going on. And I'm not going to have the three A's. It's just not me, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah, totally. Gosh, yeah, it's hard with hair. You know, it really is. I know I have this, my, I have a little spot in the middle of my head. It's, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big spot. You know what I'm saying? And my, all the women in my family have it and we just don't grow hair there as much. You know what I mean? Like my hair there is shorter than other parts of my hair. Like there's so much going on. Like how you were saying Viet, like yeah. there's just, even like within us, like some parts of my hair are 4C, others are 4B, some little parts are 4A from years and years of just, you know, just straightening and all this stuff. Like it grows differently. And it's, 
It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the journey is the best word for it. And I think it's, it really is, you know, Harris is so, is so close to just, you know, who you are and the personal journey that you go through. It's really, it really is a metaphor for who you are as a person. You know what I mean? You grow, you evolve, you have to take care of yourself, even though, you know, Viet can also be somebody who is 4C with low porosity hair. Mm-hmm. It's not going to look the same as mine. Um, Mm-hmm. And you can't compare and you have to serve it in your own way. Um, gosh, and even the vernacular, right? Off topic, but even that intimidates me. Like, let me tell you something. I'm yeah. the real, real, real. I just learned the other day what a twist out was. I just, you know, in all these years, <laughs> I've just, not for real. No, you don't, don't even make fun of me, okay? No, no. Don't do it. I say it with love. I say it with love. Because I, you know, I've just been, I didn't know what any of these things were called. Like, I just Ooh, throw things okay. in my hair. I twist things this way I put heat I don't put heat and I, I didn't know like they're just I didn't know this like bible of all these terms of like what twist outs and all this stuff like I really even to this day I'm like oh shit that's what that means oh shit okay yeah and it can be really <laughs> intimidating like going totally in, like fresh face right after your big chop and then just like looking at there's so many types of information and so many different sources coming from different people um, so I totally understand, like, it can be super intimidating, but circling Thank back you, to that little... Thank you, Chelsea, contrary to my co-host that- <laughs> who just laughed in my face. <laughs> Look, hey, you Jensen, know, you think I you're cute because you know what a twist funny. out is? Hate your ass. But circling back to that um, little thin bit uh, um, on your head, um, is it at your crown area? It like, is at right my crown at area. And you know, head? it's a it's very not the common s- thing. Yeah, it's like, it's, you know what, it's very much like it feels very, and it's hard because like it's my head. So I don't know if it's the exact middle, but it feels like the smack middle of my head. And I've always been like that. I have hair there. Like I don't have a bald spot. Don't be tripping. But like my hair, yeah. it doesn't grow as it's, it's shorter there. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's very, always just it's a very common thing. And oh, okay. I would say a very, um, a good, a tried and tested remedy to this is rice water. So right while you're doing your weekly hair treatments and you're doing your little moisture treatment and stuff, you make yourself some rice water like the day before um, and just pour that in. It's uh, quite it's been tested to be quite good for rebuilding uh, hair density at your crown in general. And I know because I'm doing it myself (laughs) and I have a thin crown and it's kind of basically like wherever your head hits the bed when you're lying on your back, if it's that spot then we're probably talking about the same thing. Wow. You guys, look at this. Education, dialogue, transparency, learning, growth. Wow. Okay, I had no idea. You know I'm about to lie down right after this and, like, see if that's the spot that I'm talking about. But, yeah, and and I'm extremely tenderheaded. Ooh, child, I'm so sensitive. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Even, like, all the years of, like, your hair being pulled by various people, the tenderheaded stays... A hundred percent. It always stays. It stays permanently. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about this when we were talking earlier about, you know, when we went natural and all that stuff. And, you know, yet, especially when you were talking about your journey and when you first were natural, not totally feeling comfortable with it. I remember going through an exact, the exact same phase. I remember I first cut my hair and I would not leave my home. I'm telling you, even if I was going to like the mailbox in my apartment building or if I was going down the street without like slicking down my hair with like essentially an entire thing of eco gel like I was very like this hair is only gonna be like 
super wet, slicked, like 90s-esque, like laid down because that's the only way my hair will look presentable or cute or I'll look sexy. Like I really went through a time where I was like, my hair like can only like be in this like particular style for it to look good. I didn't, it took me a really long time to actually like wear my curly hair, whether it was curls from God or curls from like a curler or whatever. Um, yeah. I really, it took me like a long time. I would even say like maybe the last like, two years like year where I've actually like walked out with like the fro fully puffed up giving you some 70s realness or like some cute tighter little curls like it's really just been like a recent development absolutely it also makes me think about um like how that relates to our identity and like coming to you know understanding our black identity or African identity uh similarly like I loved I loved a braids look because like you know we African we know how that is um but deciding to not straighten my hair and then like wearing my hair natural was also simultaneously when I was in my, like, what does it mean to be black in America transition of things, which was just peak college. Like that was just when all of this was really happening and being aware of it. And I didn't, it's really like now that I'm kind of seeing the overlap of that because truly it was mid college for me. And that was when I was like, okay, I'm here. Like at this point I've been living in the States and in DC for about as much time as I've been living in other places. And like, now I can consider this place to be home. So like, what does it mean for like my identity to be associated with like black culture living in DC? And then simultaneously, I was like, no, I'm not relaxing my hair anymore. And there's a lot of overlap there. And I feel like both of you guys can relate to that in different ways, whether it's with your Kenyan identity, with your uh, like third culture kid identity, or with your American or like UK identity. A hundred percent. You know, I have always, I've never felt black enough just by like way that I grew up. I didn't grow up around like a lot of black people. I didn't grow up around my family either. So, and I'm an only child. So really everything that I know about my blackness has either been like from my mom who also like my parents weren't very, my parents were very much, and that's like, I think their generation, they're very much focused on like assimilating and like giving me a different yeah. life. So there wasn't really an emphasis on like, this is your heritage. This is your culture. You know what I'm saying? So like for a long time, and even till now, those are things that I carry with me, obviously throughout my life. Like I've never really felt like I've totally understood my blackness and my Kenyanness, kind of both of them. Cause I do have this like adopted American black culture. And then I have, of course, like my Kenyan culture don't really mm-hmm. know a whole ton. I feel about both. I've always lived in the middle. Mm-hmm. So with my hair, I've always kind of felt like I almost get it right. It's almost okay. Or it's almost acceptable in my eyes. And I think for me, what, you know, was a turning point in terms of my hair and myself was just realizing that like just existing is enough and just existing is black enough just existing is Kenyan enough and my hair you know if it's a little like you know the curls don't be curling like I want to hear that like that's just a part of it that's just who I am and it's beautiful the way whatever way I want to wear it whether it's straight whether it's curly whether it's kinky whatever it is that's just that's how I am and that's an amazing thing because no one else can be that and I totally feel you on that and briefly touching on it as a TCK and having moved all the time and similarly not Mm -hmm. being around a lot of black people and not being around a lot of black culture. Um, I really had to go through this whole, uh, thing in university where I was just like a time to have with myself and understand that me existing will always be enough. And, um, understanding my hair has been like a really big part of that and loving my hair, feeling beautiful with my hair out. All of those hey guys, things you hear have me? given me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. We hear you, Koe, you're back. 
have given me so much um, confidence and that will, and once you have confidence in yourself, like your identity as a person with all your intersections, everything else just falls, falls in place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I absolutely agree. Um, it's, it's all, it's a self-love bit. It's the identity bit. It's the, um, you know, the work that you got to do with yourself first. Cause I feel like what has also been really rewarding, um, is to then like extend that within my friendships and to have these deeper conversations, um, you know, with my friends about like our hair journeys and with our personal relationships. And even with my sisters, mm-hmm. like my sisters went natural before I did. Um, and that was also wow. a big, the youth. Yeah, the babies. No, really. It was like my middle sister, she did it like early on, like middle school for her. Um, and then the rest of my two other sisters as well. And I was like, if they can do it, like I can do it. And I have like eight years on them, you know, it's like, they also kind of showed me like how to mm. embrace that early, which just goes to show that like, you can learn from everybody. You can get learn from people younger than you who are already out here. You know, these, these kids, these teeny boppers, like these kids. Oh my God. They know something we don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just have a wealth of knowledge and resources at their fingertips. Like they can just go on Instagram and find thousands of influencer, natural hair influencers like coils and co. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that can just teach them like so much and give them the tools to be able to not only love and accept their hair, but treat it and nourish it and watch it grow and like really enjoy that process. Lucky ass kids. No, I don't know the struggle. <laughs> they be teaching us a thing or two, you know, Same. they really do. You know, and we're out here teaching our parents. Like, I'm even teaching my mom, you know, put away the Afro sheen. Okay. And about about that, you know. (laughs) That's so true. Like, I don't even think, my sisters don't even really understand what it was like to go in the aisle at the, like, you know, because they have the black hair section aisle. Um, that's, you Mm. had your just for me and your, your, you know, your all of this and that and the other. Like, they don't really know like what that felt like. Cause you remember, right. Mm. You know, like that section, you get the pink bottle, you go get the this pomade the whatever you know and like you just grab it and pick it but now like my sisters will go they'll like look at it and be like oh no it has petroleum <laughs> like i'm like no amazing kidding. no silicone for me mom no <laughs> like it's a- incredible no <laughs> not on not on these locks no listen if i close my eyes i can moisture. still feel the sting of like the perm of like this the feeling of that chemical oh, like no. i still feel it mm-hmm. and it's been years years and you know they put the vaseline on like that you're you know on the forehead bit so they don't burn you the off. perimeter oh girl that's it on my whole head you know i'm tender headed it was my whole head baby oh it was my whole head whole, and you're just sitting there and sometimes your mom would leave you at the salon and so you had to act tough like i would sit in my chair and i'd be like get it together v get it together <laughs> literally and i remember the discourse really being like if your hair wasn't bone straight, you were unpresentable. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. Sunday afternoon and you knew you're on like your last week where your hair was you're starting to puff up. It's starting to get a little, there's some humidity snuck in and just like started to make things a little bit, a little kinky. And it was like the appointment was booked, you know? And like that mentality, man, is it a hard thing to shake? You know? But we're doing it. Because we even now when I get a silk press, I'm like, <laughs> moisture better get away from here. <laughs> she ain't coming here no 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 i operate with two headscarves at all times <laughs> too good well you know honestly we could have like a part two three and four on this conversation Absolutely. um so mm-hmm. i just want to say thank you chelsea for joining us we have so much catching up to do like outside of this like this 
This we episode could have just been all of us, like, just, you know, talking shit and throwing our hands and doing this, that, and the other. Um, mom spaghetti. Uh, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, the things you mean arm spaghetti, okay? <laughs> this is true. Listen, full circle. Um, arm spaghetti. Arm spaghetti. Here we are. That's the title. That's what we're going to call the episode. Everyone's going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> totally and chelsea before we wrap up is there anything that you want to plug with clothes and co what do you have coming up let the people know so they can follow you they can see what you got going on all righty yeah so um my handle on instagram is coils and co um and the youtube is the same i have a new video coming up tomorrow well saturday um and there'll be new videos every week and new posts every week as well on the Instagram. So make sure to check it out. If you're curious, at least just to see how 4C hair works. Um, and I have a lot of things on the horizon, you know, I'm teaming up with some Kenyan, uh, brands yeah, yeah. that make okay. some natural and sustainable products. You know, I got my collaborations on deck already. What? <laughs> uh, so we there's love lots of things to come. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, we, we are it. so proud of you. It was an honor to have you, and we can't wait to see what you do next. And all of all of Chelsea's handles, all of her information is going to be in the description of this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank Thanks you so for much for having me, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank you to our listeners. We got another episode coming to you bi-weekly. Remember, don't come for us when we don't have something the following weekend. Okay, it's coming to you bi-weekly. If your paycheck is coming, that means that we have something to say. Okay, that's how you remember. It's easy. Money, 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 money. Yeah, we don't have the rights to that. <laughs> we don't also we